Hi everybody, welcome back to Geopolitics 2020, the year we questioned everything. I'm your host, Stephanie Roman, and today we'll be going into the geopolitics of Italy. We'll try to break it down into its history, geography, military, economy, and try to take a closer look at who Italy is and where it stands in the world stage of geopolitics. Alright, to begin, let's go way, 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 way back to the Roman Empire, which is um, the beginning of it all. I sometimes, I often think about the fact that the Roman Empire was such a major superpower and such an influence in art and culture as we know it today. Um, and then we jump to the future and there's Italy as this seemingly small country uh, just assimilated into everything else. So I often ask myself, what? happened um and here's a little bit of the geopolitics of what influenced all of that so before the whole world was explored and discovered there was only this little area of europe that um was located around the mediterranean sea that was the start and end of the modern world as we know it um and so whoever controlled the Mediterranean Sea had a huge upper hand compared to the rest of the country surrounding it. So if we look at Italy, as we know it today, which was the Roman Empire, um, it is surrounded on three sides by the Mediterranean Sea. So it had a big stake, a big claim on the Mediterranean Sea. And not only that, to the north of Italy, there's this huge mountain range known as the Alps that also act as a protective barrier of the Roman or Italy as we know it today um, which protects it very much and then the Roman Empire was such a huge superpower they had so much strength that they were able to take over most of Europe um, and they thrived they thrived for a long time the Roman capital uh, contained 6.5% of all the humans on earth back in the 5th century BC, um, and it contained 30% the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire contained 30% of the total humans on Earth. If you really think about that, that is quite a lot in that little area of the planet. Um, but that didn't remain the case forever. The Roman Empire, of course, fell and uh, different countries took over. Italy kind of splintered into a bunch of little different countries. And for a long time, it wasn't Italy we know today. It was just a bunch of little different areas. Um, and then eventually, in present time, Italy joins back together with itself. It is the shape of this little boot. And um, we will go into present day Italy and how it differs from that of the Roman Empire Italy. Okay, so now if we take into consideration present day Italy, well, now we have the entire world map to consider. Um, and in comparison, it is, it is quite small and the Mediterranean Sea is no longer as important as it used to be because now we have all these oceans or the whole ocean um 
to take into consideration and there's these giant superpowers that suddenly have more access to these bodies of water in comparison to Italy who is kind of li- kind of located in an area that is strategically not the best place because if you take a close look at the Mediterranean Sea and where Italy is located if it were, were to try to take a little ship out of this little Mediterranean Sea area, it would have to cross this little place known as the Strait of Gibraltar um, in order to join the world waters. Um, If it doesn't want to go through there, it would have to go the other way into the Suez Canal. Again, a very small area to have to cross in order to access the rest of the world which makes it very difficult if the people who control it are your enemies which actually happened during world war ii um the british were in control of these little bodies of water so italy was pretty much bottlenecked um into the mediterranean sea and it had no moves to make because europe was controlling it Okay, so let's go back into the land. Let's go, let's get out of the water and into the land. We're looking at Italy. Uh, So again, it has great borders. It's surrounded on three sides by water. Great, if you want a navy, you got it. And to the north, you have this huge mountain range that acts as a natural border barrier. So other countries can't really get in through there. Um, And that's not the only mountain range that exists within Italy. We also have the Apennine Mountains running across the entire length of the country uh, up and down, which divide the country east and west. But interestingly enough, the division of the country does not lie east and west. Um, They are actually, if there is, I mean, there is division, it actually happens north and south politically um, and we'll go deeper into why that is later on but geographically east and west is what is going on because of the Apennine Mountains. Now the flattest area of Italy happens in the north along the Po River which is the longest river found in the north Um, and it contains this little Po River Valley area contains 46% of the population that you will find in Italy. This is where the huge market market areas the economic booms are happening that it's in that area um which italy is home to a lot of luxury items a lot of luxury um companies such as fiat lamborghini ferrari maserati ducati pirelli armani versace dolce and gavana gucci and Prada, and you can find them all in that northern area along the Po River Valley. Uh, Italy is also a volcanic country with 30 volcanoes, 30 volcanoes, and three active volcanoes. Um, this also makes it a very rich and fertile land, which allows it for agricultural abundance. Um,
So to continue talking about the North and the South, I think a lot of the separation comes also from the fact that, I mean, like I said, 46% of the Italian population lives in the North and the big market exporter areas are located in the North. So a lot of the money, I think, kind of stays there. And so the South uh, kind of feels a little left out in terms of this economic divide that is created. Um, because of that, there have been a few separate movements uh, to try to split the North from the South, but from what I could find, uh, none of them have been successful. Um, there was also another example of separation that occurred in uh, during World War II. Um, the North was seized by Germany and it was used as a puppet state um, while the South was liberated by the Allies. Um, at the end of World War II, they were reunified and everything kind of went back to one Italy, um, which made, in 1946, the Republic of Italy was formed, making it a more peaceful place but I think that divide still still is going on um well now since we're on the topic of world war ii and military let's go into where Italy lies uh in terms of the world at large militarily um and in relations to its neighbors and counterparts um so like I said in 1946 Italy became the Republic of Italy um in 1943 Nine, it joined NATO. Um, and then in 2002, it adopted the euro. Um, the Its involvement with the EU has been something uh, up for conversation in the last few years, only because it looks like China is starting to creep into, um, into Italy and trying to form some bond or interest, showing some interest for Italian exports or imports um but from what i read from what i understood there china doesn't really stand a big chance at the moment as a lot of what they export is not up to par from what europe has to offer italy so even though it is something that the uh the neighboring countries in the eu are keeping an eye on it's not a big threat at the moment but it is something that is happening To the north of Italy are its neighboring pals France, Switzerland, Austria, and Slovenia, and for the most part it carries good relationships with them. Um, but in the recent years there has been some friction between France and Italy, more specifically uh, there was these protests going on in France and one of the Italian uh, governmental officials went over and kind of supported the movement which France thought was really sketchy and kind of out of character. Um, so there has been some friction since then, uh, France was fearing that perhaps Italy wouldn't let them borrow some historical monuments for this exposition they were going to hold, so they are in rocky water and the world at large is kind of keeping an eye to see what is going to happen between their relationship but other than that things have been pretty okay another thing to note about the italian country is that um there are these micro states that exist within it which i think is pretty special or different compared to uh, other countries they have these 
little states that don't belong to them, which are the Vatican City and San Marino that exist within the boot. Um, they also control these other autonomous areas of Sardinia, Sicily, uh, South Tyrol, Alsta Valley, and the Frivoli Venezia Guila. Um, and it also uh, owns 350 islands off its coast. So Italy goes pretty far and wide, um, but it's also got some, some holes in it due to these, these micro, micro countries. Uh, religiously, Italy, 88% of the Italian population identify as Catholic, but it is said that about one-third actually practice it on a weekly basis. So in terms of religion, Italy is pretty unified in that regard. Language-wise, uh, everybody speaks the Italian language. Um, it's a mixture of the Gaia-Romans... Italy from the north and Italo Dalmatian from the south, um, but they all speak the same type of Italian. So if you travel around Italy, you pretty much can find the same language. So again, no division in that regard. It is home to 61 million people. It is the third most populous in the EU. And although in this current year of COVID-19, Italy is not doing as great as it once was. Um, there is economic hardships. Um, Italy is trudging along and only time will tell. I hope you learned something today about Italy and its geopolitics in 2020.